Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. career, um, uh, one of the worst days of my life, the only thing I can compare it to is I had a brother killed in Korea, mm -hmm. and I'm just devastated by this news. That's Jerry West, who uh, was the guy that first uh, brought uh, Kobe Bryant on board with the Lakers, and they were friends, so. He, isn't he the NBA logo? Is yeah. Jerry West? Oh, yeah. He is actually, that's him on the logo. Yeah, is that big a deal if you're a basketball fan? You know, it's 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 a shame. I I I am not into celebrity worship. There are certainly people I respect a great deal, and Kobe was one of the greatest basketball players of all time by virtue of his talent and his incredible hard work for his entire lifetime. And I absolutely respect that. I can't get past the fact that there were two children who lost their lives at age thirteen. His daughter and and one of her teammates. Also, both of her parents were killed, and uh, it's just it's the, the, the loss of life. The human beings are what affects me, honestly, and it's, it's tragedy. It's too bad. Kobe Bryant, I actually think underrated because of the rape allegations that occurred. Uh, he got kind of pushed to the side by the NBA on purpose. and was uncomfortable, and, yeah. And advertisers uh, won one MVP 
which is silly. Oh, no. And no. I, and that's I rem- ridiculous. I remember hearing an interview on NPR. God, that guy's name flips out of my head. He's one of those sports writers. He writes all those books about Duke basketball. He, they love him on NPR. Anyway, he, he said, I remember one year when somebody else got the MVP. He said, you talk to any player in the NBA, and this was all through the 2000s, um, the early 2000s. He said, you talk to any player in the NBA who's the best player. They don't even hesitate. Yeah. It's Kobe Bryant, obviously. But after the rape allegations in 2003, when he was only, what, 24 years old or whatever, the NBA really pushed him to the side and didn't make him the focus of the league. And advertisers didn't want to and all kinds of reasons. But he was the stud through all that period. Um, and uh, did an MSNBC reporter drop an N-bomb referring to Kobe Bryant yesterday? That's the question before us. No. Or what? Why would they? What on MSNBC? Um, we'll play. The I don't cl- even know this story, and I already think it's ridiculous. We'll play the clip for you in a moment, but uh, just let you know that some stations along the MSNBC chain uh, hit the dump button and were able to drop it. Other stations uh, carried it live. The rep- this reporter did have to apologize, and various publications I'm reading on Hip Hop Wired do not accept the apology and are calling for the firing of this person. And clearly it was intentional, but we'll let you decide. Yeah, it seems like he was just the kind of athlete, the kind of star that was perfectly cast on the Los Angeles Lakers. Los Angeles Lakers. Kavita, if I could ask you to stay with us, we're going to go uh, to Bill Roden. That's an odd slip of the tongue. Clearly, I mean, <laughs> as I'm reading comments from Hip Hop, Hip Hop Wired, you must think we're stupid if, you don't, if that you're going to tell us that was not on purpose. Uh, there was no K in what you said. There were two G's and a hard R. You need to go. Uh, that was a bizarre slip of the tongue. I will concede that. You only say that if you've got deep racism in your heart. Oh, okay. So are they saying Freudian? Well, they said no, it was on purpose. Right. So that person decided to commit career suicide by dropping an N-bomb right. on a dearly departed basketball player. Excellent point, because you thought you were going to, like, what were you going to accomplish by doing that? Uh, promote white supremacy in the wake of the helicopter crash? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Who was this person on MSNBC? Do we know? A- Allison Morris. Do we have a race on this that person? Because that makes a difference. Uh, she, she is white. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, if she wasn't white, this wouldn't get going. But That's all you need to know. God, that is astounding. That is an odd slip of the tongue. It's unfortunate. Yeah, jeez. I mean, it's not like she was, uh, you know, talking about naggers or, or, you know, anything. It was just, she's, how does Laker turn into that? Well, in her apology, uh, her extended apology, she talks about she had Knicks and Lakers in her mind. Ah. And kind of combined Knicks and Lakers. Was, uh, oh my God, she looks like a member of the Aryan Nation. Oh, yeah. She's extremely white. Got the blonde hairs. Please. Even whiter than usual. Yeah. Yeah. Eva Braun looking chick, in my opinion. the usual white? (laughs) Ah, excuse me. This is serious. Uh, Why was she thinking about the Knicks at all? I don't know. Because of Kobe's long career with the Knicks? Because she probably knows two basketball teams, and those are them. Yeah, she lives in New York, and she's heard of the Lakers. I just exactly. think I think it's kind of interesting that ten minutes into I only watched the first ten minutes of Good Morning America and the CBS Early Show, we're still wall to wall Kobe's crash coverage and uh, not a word yet of impeachment or a variety of other big stories that are death going. in Afghanistan. Actually, you know what the story is we really ought to be paying attention to. And listen, 
It's funny. Some people have no room in their mind for both things are true. Look, one of the great sports stars in the last century in America has passed with a, multiple children and teammates and, and people. It's a tragedy. It's absolutely a tragedy. And here's what we ought to be talking about. Uh, there was another rocket attack on our embassy in Baghdad. That is multiple. Uh, uh, I think these were mortars, which is the dumbest sort of bomb. It's it's rocks that explode. Uh, but there have been a couple of mortar attacks and some rockets that have gone toward our facilities. And it's almost impossible to believe that the Shia uh, militias who are lobbing them have not done so with the sanction of Iran. And to my mind, the president, who we were told 50,000 times was going to get us into World War III because he was a dangerous lunatic, has shown amazing restraint after his attack, after the droning of Soleimani, which it was high time for that. Um, Things are not over with Iran. I assume, in Iraq, things are heating up. I assume there are behind-the-scenes phone calls going regularly. Who threw that bomb in our embassy yesterday? L- who was behind that? We're talking to Iran. Did you have anything to do with that? And they're saying, no, we had nothing to do with that. There are some militia, we don't even know who they are. If we find a connection between them and you, you're toast. i got to believe that's going on behind the scenes. Yes. Yeah, it is. We just have... Time for one story at a time in America, or the attention span. I wanted to bring that to your attention, uh, and also uh, follow up on the original, well, uh, Iranian response to us wiping out. Uh, uh, what do you call him, Suleimani? Salamander. Salamander. Um, <laughs> when they lobbed it's a all those term. all those missiles at our base that didn't uh, kill or injure any of our guys. Turns out, I think twenty one of our guys are being treated treated for traumatic brain injury. Right. Because of the, you know, the shockwaves from the explosions. And we're trying to downplay that because if we don't downplay that, then we got to say, well, a bunch of our soldiers did get hurt. And we kind of vowed that if you did that, we were going to retaliate. Right. Whereas everybody, I think everybody except the most testosterone laden gung ho American understands. All right. We have to tread pretty carefully here or things could turn into something very, very ugly, where a hell of a lot of guys, our guys, get hurt. Um, So I understand, you know, there are some, of course, the president gets criticized for everything bitterly, and if he changes his mind and says, yeah, you're right, and does the opposite thing the the next day, he'll be criticized bitterly uh, by the usual suspects for that. It's just the stupidity and hypocrisy of politics. I'm not comfortable with him minimizing those injuries. On the other hand, I get why he's doing that. Uh, You have to tread carefully right now. But that story is far from over. Just wanted to give you a heads up. That's a heavy, heavy note. Hey, have you heard anything? Did they have uh, too many people on that helicopter? I heard that story early, and I didn't know if... uh... There's so much horse S going around. No, I have not heard that. I doubt it. I doubt it. I mean, I'm sure... I mean, especially since, no, I just, I don't give that any credibility. Mm. If you can fit nine people on a helicopter and a couple of them are are slightly built teenage girls, then it's fine. Uh, It was having engine troubles, clearly, according to all the eyewitness accounts. It was sputtering and the engine sounded terrible. And it spun into the earth and exploded in a massive fireball. 
Um, so, yeah, there are a lot of dumb stories. There are a lot of fake videos being posted on Twitter. Oh, that's not a fake video. These Kobe Bryant highlights. <laughs> I could watch an hour of nonstop Kobe Bryant highlights. His his three guys are hanging on top of him, falling away one-handed 40-footers or whatever. Yeah. Just, yeah. just insane. Yeah. Just insane. Often, <laughs> well, see, you're not supposed to say anything bad about anybody. Often. He, but he, you're going to. He, well, Kobe was famous for. As they say in in the trade, shooting him, shooting his way out of a slump. Michael Jordan used to do the same thing. He would take forty five friggin' shots, even if he missed the first twenty three of them, with three guys standing open. Shoot or shoot, well, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and hate is gonna hate. Uh, but he was one of the greatest of all time. So you want to see a highlight of his misses? Is that what you're that hoping for? Is not. If I wanted to say that, I would say that. <laughs> I'm gifted room. with the powers. I don't need you to speak for me. I certainly do not. <laughs> oh, God dang it. That's funny. Um, uh, duh, so we, uh, we got more on the way. We got to catch you up on how, how YouTube's algorithms work to try to make us all angry at each other. I was listening to Alicia Keys sing last night on the Grammys. You know, I wish it were true. I wish the wide eyed artist view of the world was true where she's talking about music bringing us together and she's playing her piano and singing and all the differences go away. And I thought, yeah, that'd be nice. But, uh, well, they do for a few moments <laughs> and then we get right back to it. Yeah. Them. What? Uh, yeah. Well, I got plenty of that on the way on <laughs> the Armstrong and Getty show. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I think they presented the strongest case they could present uh, on their facts, but they didn't come close to uh, alleging uh, impeachable offenses. Remember, the Constitution requires treason. There's no treason. Bribery. There's no allegation of bribery. Other high crimes and misdemeanors, which means other high crimes and misdemeanors that are akin to treason and bribery. They completely failed to meet that high constitutional standard, and therefore it would be unconstitutional to remove a president based on the allegations that were made against him in the Articles of Impeachment. I'm going to assume you had better things to do on Saturday than watch any of the president's defense there as they did a little impeaching on a Saturday, but that's Alan Dershowitz's view of it yesterday on Fox News Sunday, that uh, the other side did not prove an impeachable uh, crime. Crime. He, he, well, and it doesn't help his credibility that he said the opposite during the Clinton years. <clears throat> and he's a Democrat. He's an odd bird, Alan Dershowitz. Uh, I and think he belongs maybe... in hell, according to Saturday Night Live. Well, uh, clearly Alan Dershowitz, Harvard Law School, likes... He's a troll. He's like a legal troll. He <laughs> represented O.J. Simpson famously. If I'd known legal troll was one avenue of the law, I would have gone to law school. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. I know tax law, divorce law, the criminal I th- law. I think you got to be troll su- law. I think you got to be super good to be a legal troll. Yeah. You get into cases people think can't be won, and you think I can win it. Oh, and you I see what you're saying. You represent O.J. You represent Epstein. You represent a variety of people. Um, and I'm not trying to connect all these people together. And you're presenting Trump with the idea that I, I, I think I can make this argument. 
I think he believes it. You know what? I, I actually disagree with him. I can easily picture a scenario where a president is uh, is impeached and removed, not for a statutory offense. Um, I, I disagree with Dershowitz, I, but I just I don't think that inter- enters into this. Listen, if if Barack Obama could say publicly twenty three times, I can't give protection to kids who came into this country illegally with their parents. He said that over and over publicly. It's got to be Congress. The Constitution restrains me. And then he just did it and enacted the DACA thing, and and it's stuck for some reason because he found the right courts. If that's not an abuse of power, what is? Okay? just uh, the Abuse of power is so vague. It's so, he shouldn't have done that, or... Or I can't believe they let him get away with that, or whatever. Or that was that was not about corruption. It was about he doesn't like Biden or wants to beat him in the election. It's just every single president could be impeached and removed on that basis. I think so. if you're going to go with, uh, well, I think that's where we are politically. So I think that's just that's what's driving. That's where we are as a nation. And but we would have done uh, Fast and Furious would have been an impeachment. Hundred percent. The Iraq War would have been an impeachment. Yes. The um, uh, obviously Iran Contra would have been an impeachment. Mm-hmm. Bill Clinton did get impeached, right? Um, I just, yeah, I think there's always going to be something if the other side has the house that you could turn into an impeachment, and it's not going to be a great way to run a country. We've had a number of people pointing this out, so I think I'm going to get back into this conversation. People that are bothered by the amount of Kobe Bryant coverage. Yes. Given the fact that there was a soldier soldier killed yesterday in Syria as part of Operation Inherent Resolve. Uh, and I, as I said earlier, it did bother me on the Grammys last night. I, I get the whole Kobe thing. I mean, he's one of the biggest stars in, in, the, in the modern U.S. history. I mean, no doubt about it. But um, when they said hero, we lost a hero. I thought, ah, hero. And that's before I even knew we had a 22-year-old uh Army volunteer on his first tour in the Middle East die yesterday. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you want to call him a hero, but you don't call Kobe Bryant a hero. You want to see sports hero, fine. You want to call, uh, you know. Call him a champion. Yeah, that that's great. All that stuff and all the positive stuff about hard work and dedication and team. And, you know, any positive stuff you want to be like, that's sure. all cool. But he was a loving and doting father. I would start there. Yeah, that's, yeah. Like, yeah. Tragic. Four daughters. Young. But yeah, I yeah, it, it makes me uncomfortable. I, I I don't I just and look, I'm not gonna apologize for it. We are who we are and, and you either tune in or you don't, and that's a fair trade. But uh, I have a great deal of respect for him and a and a young dad of four daughters and one of his children died. And her thirteen year old teammate and both of her parents perished in the crash, not to mention some other folks um who have not been identified yet and the pilot. It's a human tragedy. I you know. I don't know. Uh, Watching the Grammys last night, and uh, my kids really enjoyed it. They they liked it. Um, And the crowd seemed to really dig the performances. But, man, you got got 20. It seems like the Grammys are designed for people who are in their 20s or in their 70s. (laughs) God, did Aerosmith look old. Steven Tyler, he's at that I don't really sing stage of his life. Kind of talked a lot of uh, walk this way. Well, that's a rap song anyway, essentially. And then he would, but it's just they look 
so old. You can only well, pull off. They are. You can only pull off the makeup and hair thing for so long to kind of hide, you know, and pretend to be just old people stumbling around the stage. Well, <laughs> speaking of impeachment, Nixon had not finished his first term when they came on the scene. Right, Dick Nixon. <laughs> rejected the idea of testifying in the impeachment trial, saying, I want no part of that, while his son Hunter Biden said, wait, how much does it pay? (laughs) (laughs) A groan in the crowd. (laughs) Hunter, you're a loser. Where's Hunter? (laughs) Uh, Billie Eilish won, uh, her and her brother won Album of the Year and a bunch of other stuff, but Album of the Year is the big one. She's 18 years old. Is she the youngest Album of the Winner year winner? Yes. I don't know if she is. She is, she is. indeed. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Taylor Swift was at 20, but now uh, Billy <laughs> Old Hag so what, plays What's 20. next, nine-year-olds? Get a walker, you 20-year-old. <laughs> um, uh, so I'll have to listen she's to a Lovely gal, very she's a gifted songstress. I didn't really get her. I'd only heard a couple of songs, but she's absolutely a, a wonderful singer, and her brother, uh, producer, co-songwriter guy is uh, gifted and terrific as well with some lovely pop music. I just, I, uh, apparently... A, I don't care that much about pop music, and B, maybe it's just that I'm too old, but um, all I can think is, oh my God, she's 18, her life is going to be ruined, unless she is extremely smart and carefully protected. I don't know if this was the reason. Fame is a curse. But if you were watching when they announced the five nominees and said the Grammy for Best Album of the Year goes to, and that's the bigger award of the night, that's Best Picture, obviously, Um, she was caught mouthing, don't be me, don't be me, don't be me, when they announced her. Oh, really? And then when they announced her name, she said, no. Wow. (laughs) Wow. And then she got up there and said Ariana Grande had the Best Album of the Year. Mm. Which is a nice thing to say. I yeah, guess. it's it's very nice and self-effacing and the rest of it. album is a weird... Best art is just weird. That statue's better than that statue. On what grounds? It's taller? It weighs more? I mean, it's just the whole thing is weird. But Well, and I've fought the idea that albums are dead, kicking and screaming, just because I like to hear the various colors and ups and downs that an artist unleashes on the world. I like albums. I'm old school. But it's kind of funny that that's the big award of the night still. Yeah, yeah, because I listen to songs. I don't so everybody just downloads download songs. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, not only do I like albums, I like like concept albums, double concept albums, 19-minute songs, sweets, all that stuff. Not this stupid pop music with your throbbing disco beats. So we played an incense simulated sexual actions on the dance floor. Oh, God, speaking man. of that, the dancing last night. God, Lizzo, come on, the kids are watching. It's 5 o'clock on the West Coast, Lizzo. My kids are watching this whole dance move in your skin-tight outfit. I just, I just don't need that. Don't ever do that again, Jared. <laughs> I just... I do not need that. You can't get a microphone near Lizzo and not have the bleep happen. It goes silent because oh, yeah. she's cursing. Yeah. Even when, when even when Steven Tyler Aerosmith comes down to do a little walk this way with her, they had to bleep it out because obviously she started in on some sailor talk tirade. Oh, the cursing. <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, speaking of Lizzo and, and a thousand others, the announcer did not say this coming back from a commercial break, but should have. Tonight's Grammy Awards brought to you by boobs. 
Human breasts. Who likes them? So do I. Boobs. <laughs> Teat. I mean, it's, it's like it's like you know, you go to the grocery store and you see the the produce on the the shelves. It was an ad for boobs all night. I'll tell you this about Lizzo's backup dancers. The 49ers wish they could run behind that line this Sunday. Oh, oh boy. Oh guy. <laughs> That's one of the more compelling things I be no stopping them. I find about Billie Eilish is that she kind of rejects that whole I have to dress like a sex kitten sort of thing. She's intentionally frumpy and just kind of wears yeah. like hockey jerseys and I had read an article about that the other day and didn't think much about it, but I mentioned that to my wife as we were watching a little bit of it last night. That, yeah, her thing is not, look, here are my boobs. Look, here's my butt. Look, look, look how sexy I am. It's more like, look, I'm going to be comfortable. I'm not out here to be your sex kitten. And my wife said, thank God, finally. Hmm. So, I, you know, I like the it. up with women thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah or at least, and it's it's funny, and, and we could certainly uh, talk about this at length. We won't, but we could. The idea that being a complete uh, tramp is somehow empowering. A woman. That's a very popular notion these days. Being just openly, not only sexual, but like, well, you know, uh, extremely sexually available. I don't want to prejudice the jury, Your Honor. Um, is somehow empowering to women as opposed to demeaning is an odd twist on conventional attitudes. But I like the idea of, no, I make music. I'm not up here to be your sex kitten. I love that. Good for you, Billy. Could the offensive line of any NFL team move Lizzo's backup dancers off the ball? I don't think so. I think Lizzo herself would line up over the center. I'm just saying, run stopper right there. Um, so we played that uh, clip there with Hunter Biden, How Much Does It Pay?, which is a funny joke. Uh, is that still a thing? It, 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 so Bolton's got a book coming out. And the Democrats are desperate to call him in front of the uh, the Senate. And they just got to convince four Republicans that, yeah, Bolton, there's some stuff in his book that I'd like to hear him say. Mm-hmm. Which is not unreasonable at all. Right. Um, and you get four Republicans to go along with the Democrats, and now all of a sudden you're having witnesses. Does that automatically mean Hunter's going to be there or not? I mean, is it... Witnesses, yes or no, or is it witness by witness, yes or no? Yeah, the the second one. Well, then, so you don't, we're not going to get Hunter. There, I call him, so? where's Hunter? I've changed his first name to where. Hey, where's Hunter? Look, look, where. So um, is, is Hunter now his middle name? I don't, I was a little yeah. confused by that. So um, uh, if if the Republicans, any Republicans flake and say, okay, let's hear from Bolton, I guarantee you, that they will then those four flip floppers or or you know to protect uh, questers after justice will in order to not be drummed out of the party say okay absolutely I'm with oh, you guys on calling okay. other witnesses so if See, the that's door when I get opens to Bolton the door is unlocked that's when I get excited when I start thinking Bolton and Biden are both going to testify all of a sudden you got me tuning in uh, I probably won't watch a minute this week but if that happens yeah. I'm there. Yeah, I'm I'm really surprised at the president's defense strategy. I think they're making too big a deal of denying that there was a quid pro quo and the rest of it, knowing Bolton is waiting in the weeds. Why don't you just say, look, the president thought the Bidens are corrupt and nobody ever uh, investigates them because they're Democrats, and he's been investigated every day. He resented it. So he said, yeah, you guys investigate Biden like he ought to, and, and I'll give you a White House meeting in that aid you've been talking about. Now, maybe you don't like that sort of foreign policy. Maybe you don't like that governance. Maybe you think it's petty. Maybe you think it's uh, about the next election. But, yeah, he did that. You want to toss him out, toss him out, and they walk out of the Senate. I think that would have been a perfectly solid defense. 
to the extent one was needed. But no, they've decided to dispute essentially every fact, every allegation, every charge. And they will go on for like eight hours or 10 or 12 hours doing that today. If we're not all dead of that Chinese virus by the end of the day. Bunch of bad eaters. So Sorry, no, is that uh, is that racist? I so, don't think so. So nobody's died in the United States yet. No, uh, got a handful of people with the disease that have been quarantined. I think three was the last number that I saw. I don't know. Dead if it's in the United than, States? No, no, no. That have got the virus. Oh, quarantine. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see the way it is in China, though. You can't in a lot of areas of China. You can't leave your house without government permission. And then a government doctor has to check you out before you uh, head back into your home. And there are some eerie Chernobyl parallels going on where I saw one thing. And again, I don't know if this was a fake thing, but uh, tunnels being shut so people can't leave certain towns. And <clears throat> Oh, yeah, that's true. They are quarantining cities. Yeah, yeah. There's Which they no can way. do because they're dirty commies. But There's no way of knowing how bad it is in China. Nope. Nope. With, their, with them under the thumb of the tariffs and their economy struggling anyway... They don't want word to get out that people are dropping like flies. Yeah. It could be uh, it could be horrendous. You just don't know. It's like their economic growth numbers. They make them up. Stop eating bats. Raw bat anyway. Raw bat. Yeah. Sushi grade bat, thin <laughs> sliced. Mmm. Mmm. It's a sick enough. Yeah, I guess in that part of China they will eat anything that breathes. Any beast on their table they, they think is exciting. Other Chinese people make fun of them. We were talking about this earlier. The only thing with four legs a Cantonese won't eat is a table, they say. <laughs> so uh, it's odd. but And, and this, that's where the, uh, the SARS came from, too. They were eating some sort of horrendous you know, monkey steaks or, or civet cat ribs or something. I don't know. Cut it out. Man, Asia needs to modernize. Cut it out. Quit grinding up rhino horns to give yourselves better boners. Quit eating civet cats. All right? <laughs> Think running around the outside of your car is actually so going to prepare you for a fire in some way? I don't, I don't think that's actually a uh, Chinese tradition, Jack. I think that's a, <laughs> it's apocryphal, as they say. <laughs> okay. So, listen, uh, we have told you repeatedly that... San Francisco, the great city of San Francisco, is not reforming itself because it's gotten so crazy and poopy and the rest of it. It's doubling down on those policies. The latest from their communist, uh, certainly communist-friendly district attorney coming up. Absolutely shocking. Uh, Next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Nobody dunked like Kobe. Nobody. Nobody. Fierce. But and no. I was always rooting for a different team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was painful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic. Great basketball player. It's a tragedy. 
lot of loss of life. You know, we're not celebrity worshipers around here. It's it's tragedy. A couple of children, my mom and dad. It's just terrible. Anyway. So, do you know the uh, the name Chesa Bodine? He's the new district attorney of San Francisco City and County. And he is the son of weather underground radicals who were convicted of murder. His dad remains in prison. Cold-blooded communist revolutionary murderer. His mom, Jack, who also participated in the murder, but for some reason got sprung earlier. Guess where she went to work after getting sprung from prison as a murderer? As a professor at Columbia University. Awesome. How perfect is that? And actually, I have some more interesting uh, information on this this dangerous human being and how he's doubling down on not prosecuting crime in San Francisco. But you had this guy the other night. The cops are looking for a, uh, a, a robbery suspect. Couple of uh, police officers in San Francisco. This guy appears out of nowhere in front of their SUV. They stop, and he attacks the cops with a big vodka bottle, trying to smash their heads in. Cops ended up shooting and injuring him. Well, Chase Bodine has dropped the charges against the bottle wielding lunatic who attacked the cops out of nowhere, as the video shows. Bodine says, no, it'd be, he's, uh, got, uh, he's investigating the officers as well. And he says it'd be problematic to ask the officers to testify while they are under investigation. So, plus, he's in the hospital. There's no safety concerns, so we're not going to worry about it. So, as you might guess, the San Francisco Police Officers Association is beside themselves. The idea that you can now attack a cop with a heavy vodka bottle, and try to cave their skull in, and if you get the worst of the fight, they'll drop all the charges against you, which is just astonishing, unless you know who Chase Bodine is. He is the son of the Weather Underground Radicals. He has vowed, in a city that is crumbling because of the anti-Giuliani policies, we'll prosecute no property crimes, no theft, if it's under $950, and probably not then. There's been an explosion in property crime. Uh, San Francisco, last time I checked, had five times the property crime rate of New York City. Five times. It was astonishing. Um, but he's doubling down on those things, becoming the anti-Giuliani. So let's see, a couple of other things. His dad's still in prison, 75 years. Mom is... uh a professor at Columbia University. She's the co-founder and co-director of the school's Center for Justice. There awesome. you go. That's, that's how we define justice on the left. Uh, oh, there's a nice uh, pic of him visiting his mom in maximum security prison. Uh, before, you know, it's funny. My daughter is uh, doing internships right now. She goes to school in the Washington, D.C. area. She has a great interest in government and, and, and justice and that sort of thing, uh, just like Chase O'Bodine. I'm not going to tell you where my daughter's been interning or is interning because it's none of your business and she has her privacy, but I will tell you that this public figure, Chase Bodine, decided uh, to go to Venezuela to work with the communist dictator, Hugo Chavez. Now, in the San Francisco Chironicle, they call him President Hugo Chavez, and it's a socialist state. If it's just a socialist state, why was he the president for life and his hand-picked uh, successor is the president for life? That seems a lot of, uh, that seems awfully strange. Before he was uh, district attorney, 
Um, he was he never prosecuted any criminals. This Jason Bodine. He was a public defender. Now I happen to think public defender is an incredibly important constitutional duty, and I think they're underfunded, which is weird for a conservative. Usually, it's liberals who are uh, saying that sort of thing. But I, I think it's I'm a libertarian. It's it's undeniable. Um. So anyway, I tell you what, and and there are a couple other uh, big companies that decided they're not coming back to San Francisco recently, and they are doubling down. It's just amazing. Oh, by the way, his grandfather uh, represented Fidel Castro, among others. Uh, Another communist. Very exciting. Wow. Amazing. So we got this text. Uh, Are you still doing the dry January? Is that what they call it? Um, yeah, partly. I actually... That's uh, like kind of pregnant. Um, no, no, it's not. No, it's not. You either drink during January or you don't, right? Uh, Well, I guess the answer is no, then. Okay. Um, I stopped drinking on January 1st, so this is another dry January person. I'm enjoying the benefits and glad that I don't have to worry about the coronavirus that's in the news. Now, I don't know if they're just making a joke or if they took us seriously when we talked about the Mexican beer virus, but corona has nothing to do with... The virus that is no. sweeping China and made its way in the United States. Then, the delicious and sometimes lime-infiltrated Mexican brew has nothing to do with it. Then we got this text. You don't quarantine 56 million people because 80 are dead. I think it's more like 1,000 or 10,000, much worse than we're led to believe. Who knows? Right. In China. They, have they such lie a, about everything. They have such a giant population, they could have 10,000 dead from this virus. And they would lie about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not even a question. So Yeah. Uh, that's a story that will be written years from now. Yeah. yeah. God, I hope not. Wouldn't that be something? So if if the really terrible virus that can wipe out you know a big chunk of uh, humanity gets going in a country like China, it's kept secret for so long that the world can't uh, get on board with helping out squashing it and keeping it contained. Yeah. They lie to us. Donald Trump don't trust China. Well, they shouldn't. I get the idea. Our health authorities are taking it very seriously and are uh, got the right precautions uh, in shape because we know what China is. Um, but it's uh, who knows. I've been predicting the the killer bug. Yeah, that is the cataclysm that changes history for a number of years. I don't think it's going to be nuclear war. I think it's going to be disease. But I hope it's not this one. I hope it's not anyone. Honestly, it's not. It's not a hope. It's just a, a thought. It's not the it's a prediction. Kung, it's not the kung flu. We get that text every time we bring it up. Oh, is that not funny? Not funny, and probably cultural appropriation. Exactly. Not, oh, which reminds not me, the sort of thing we approve of. Have you heard about the Decency Collective? It's a private Twitter group comprised entirely. Of progressive celebrities, the Decency Collective. <laughs> I hadn't heard about this. And they are here to save us. Alyssa Milano, is she? Of course she's in it. Sarah Silverman, of course. Alyssa Milano was in the courtroom the other day for her in the, or in the, the, the Senate chamber for the impeachment. How she much money did she make on her stupid sitcom? Does she not work? She, uh, yeah, I'm sure she made a lot off of syndication, but she is, she, she feels like she has to be there for all those events. That somehow she plays a role by being there. Yeah. Can't just watch it on TV and tweet about it. She's uh, either crazy over the top, self important, uh, uh, a bored hobbyist, or, and, or is thinking of a political future mm. and wants to establish herself as a player. Um, Megyn Kelly was on Bill Maher on Friday night, and they had a pretty interesting conversation and talked a little bit about cancel culture. Maybe we'll play that for you. We're a week away from Iowa, Iowa, when the first, it's not really voting, 
But the first um, insinuations about who they am. Well, the point being, the caucus system is so weird. Yeah. Why? 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 We'll tell you about it. Uh, All on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.